Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. And it turns out that this podcast sounds like crap, technically. And it probably sounds like crap with the content, too. And my crappy little voice, or my crappy little voice, is what it sounds like in my head. Anyway, uh, I was in a car, and I won't tell you which car until the end of this podcast, because that's my pick for my little the picks that I do at the end of the podcast sometimes. I don't always do it. Um, But I was in a car and I was listening and I was like, wow, this sounds terrible. And I had no idea. It sounds fine when it comes out of my computer and it sounds okay when it comes out of my iPhone. So uh, when it was coming out of the car and it was on TuneIn radio, it didn't sound very good. So I apologize. I made some changes. You could probably already tell. My mixing board, uh, my first two channels seemed to be going and now I'm uh, I moved into my third, so yeah, that's a, that's good news because this thing wasn't cheap, and it's getting more and more expensive to be a podcaster. Yay! Oh, uh, all the money that I'm spending, and my lovely, lovely wife is being super patient with me, and I just keep spending more and more and more. So I would like to thank her for being patient. She'll never listen to this podcast, but I'd like to thank her. Let's see. Let's start here. First of all, I'm recording at 5.28 p.m. on Friday, which is amazing for me anyway. Um, And we have lots of news, so let's get down to it. Now, I went back to my normal way of prepping for the show because the other way, I don't feel like, I don't feel that worked very good. It was kind of clumsy, more than normal. I just didn't like it. Hold on one second. I get a drink of coffee here. Drinking a coffee. Perfect. And I'll just set that over here so it's a little bit closer. So yeah, so my the method that I tried last week was not good. Did not work out at all. Did not. Um, it was better for note taking. It was not better for the show. So I went back to the old way. Uh, I want to thank everybody, all the new listeners, because we have quite a few new listeners. We're doing great on uh, every month, gaining more and more people. Uh, we have about four hundred more listeners per month, not per episode, but per month. Uh, than we did this time last month, so that's that's awesome. Um, who knows how many downloads we'll end up having total? I guess we have 400 more downloads than we did last month, um, and we're into you know very just on that uh, just under 2,000 downloads a month, which is 
pretty impressive. I'm pretty happy about that. Especially since I find out that the podcast sounds like crap. Anyway, we'll get more into that later. Um, let's start with the very first. This I thought was an interesting um, article. And after I did, there's like, I don't know, there's like 16 articles we're going to do today. And after I did um, all 16, I was like, I should have probably not done this one. But we'll go through it real quick. Zunum Aero is a new aircraft manufacturer. And what's significant about them is they make hybrid aircraft, hybrid electric aircraft. So I would imagine that you go get up to altitude with fuel and then you're flying on electric. That would make sense to me, but um, I don't know exactly how their, their airplanes work. But the company was founded in 2013. Their goal is to manufacture aircraft that seat between 10 and 50 people and have a range of 700 miles or 1,100 kilometers for our uh, friends that use the metric system. Early next decade, so I'm going to say somewhere between 20 now and 2025, and then um, 1,000 miles or 1,600 kilometers by 2030. Uh, their plan is to utilize small airports uh, to help reduce the cost of air travel. This idea was not met, or excuse me, this idea was met with controversy. Turns out most local airports don't have the infrastructure, and they really don't want a commercial airline there. They cater to um, private pilots and private airplanes, and they would prefer to keep it that way. Uh, but the big news here is that JetBlue and Boeing, uh, they're they're venture arms, venture capital arms, have invested into this company, which actually gives um, both of those companies, JetBlue and Boeing, a little bump in their stock price, which probably means that investors thought that that was a good idea. Um, I could not find how much money they invested, but good on you, Boeing and JetBlue. I can clearly see why JetBlue wants this. Boeing, on the other hand, just might be, a, uh, they might be looking to acquire someone or something, or a company. Next up, Inside EVs, Sebastian Blanco. Did I say who this was? On? This is George S. Inside EVs was the last one. First one, uh, Inside or second one. Good God. Inside EVs, Sebastian Blanco. Ford was re researching whether fast charging damaged EV batteries. It turns out it doesn't, at least the way Ford does it. You can see a full report if you have access to the SAE papers, or you can pay $27 for a copy. I'm sure it's fascinating reading. That's as far as I got on that. But it's kind of cool because fast charging is pretty imperative when you're talking about electric vehicles. This is the next one's from Electric, Fred Lambert. VW and Audi unveil two new cars. So VW owns Audi. So they're basically the same car and they're basically the same company. Uh, but let's talk about the Audi e-tron Sportsback. Now, there's an Audi e-tron that's set to come out, I think, in 2018. But this is the Sportsback. It, really, this car looks a lot like the Faraday Future car, I think. But here are the specs. It's 320. It has a 320 kilowatt hour motor that can be boosted to 370 kilowatt hours. Uh, it goes zero to 60 in 4.5 seconds, or zero to 100 kilometers in. 4.5 seconds. It's actually 0 to 62.5 technically. It's got a 95 kilowatt hour battery, which is a great battery that gets you 500 kilometers or 300 miles. And uh, look for the car in 2019. Who knows if that's going to be the case, but look for it. Uh, like I said, it looks just like Faraday Futures car. The Volkswagen version looks a little bit different, 
Um, but it's still pretty much the same car. Uh, here are the specs. It's got a dual motor, one up front, one in back. The front motor is a 75 kilowatt motor, and the rear one is 150 kilowatt motor for a grand total of 225 kilowatts or 302 horsepower. It will travel 310 miles or 500 kilometers on an 83 kilowatt hour battery. Right now, we're still two to three years away for, from these cars actually being on the road. So let's just consider them vaporware. The interiors look nice and shiny, and there's a video, and I'll put the video in the show notes uh, for both cars. But, it, it, you know, it's a 30-second, 45-second video. It's nothing much to see, but if you would like, they're in the show notes. Next up is Fred Lambert. Nevada Governor Mark Hutchinson wants the Gigafactory in Sparks, which is actually in Story County, which is not in Sparks, uh, Nevada, to be a tourist attraction. This was based on a recent trade mission to China that he attended. Um, his biggest takeaway was the people of China want to visit the Gigafactory. Now, is it the people of China, or is it industrial espionage, or is it just the tourism folks? Um, it doesn't sound like I'm a big, huge Tesla fan. I don't really want to go to the, the, the Gigafactory. I wouldn't mind going to the Fremont plant where they build the cars, but who cares about building the batteries except for people who are in the business of building batteries? Now, that's a conspiracy theory, and Fred Lambert actually hit on that as well. But uh, I don't I don't see Tesla going for this, but the governor's going to approach Tesla and ask if they would be willing to give tours. Now, they give tours to owners, Tesla owners, at the Fremont factory. I honestly don't know what would it, what it, would, what it would be, what would be in it for Tesla to give tours of the Gigafactory. Um, who knows? This is, uh, next one is Tesla Roddy, Caroline Fortuna. Apple gets approval to test their self-driving car software on California roads. Now, let's be clear, this is software and not hardware. Apple will be using three Lexus RX 450H hybrid sport utility vehicles. That sounds like a lot of fun. Six drivers will have permission to conduct the testing. Um, and I'm sure this vehicle will be highly customized by Apple. Uh, this does not mean, again, that Apple's building their own car. It doesn't seem like Apple would release just software without the hardware, though. Um... If Apple doesn't release a car, I can imagine a partnership with a car manufacturer that was only like one car. And so it would be like the Chevy Bolt, but it would be the Chevy um, Apple Bucket or whatever. That's a dumb name. But the, the Chevy Apple Bucket, and that would be the Apple car, and that would be the only car with the Apple um, uh software and hardware working together but they would just partner with different manufacturers and then they would might have a mercedes model and they might have um another let's say toyota model a low low cost but a good quality car model uh that doesn't make sense to me either but it's it's more likely than just to let them to let uh, car manufacturers go out and use the software willy nilly. They won't even let people do that with their Macs, and it doesn't even seem like their OS ten software, which is the the software on the Macs, they care about that that much. So if they won't let you go out and build um, third party uh, Macs with OS ten on it, why would they release the software to car manufacturers? It doesn't make any sense to me. 
But one possible thing that I think would be very, very cool and right, kind of right up Apple's alley is to purchase Lucid Motors. Lucid Motors has a really cool-looking car. It's kind of Apple-y. It's very lickable. Um, and unlike Faraday Future, Lucid Motors seems to have some actual um, money. And um, they're actually going to build something. Faraday Futures is just kind of moving dirt around in the desert. Uh, the next one, Tesla Roddy. Um, this is by Kyle. A Tesla fan built an unofficial Model 3 design studio. It's pretty simple at the moment, but if you want to check it out, go to model3config.com. It's kind of cool. See what different colors would look like on the Model 3, potentially. Next one, uh, Gene at Tesla Roddy. Tesla is recalling 53,000 Model S and Xs for a faulty parking brake. The cars built from February 2016 to October 16 are the only affected vehicles. If you have one of these vehicles, if you have a vehicle built during this time, I'm sure Tesla will be sending you a email and something in the actual mail. Ooh, EV Obsessions, Andrea Bertoli, Climate X, uh, is a, uh, they're giving away a Model S or Model X. Super cool. It's Climate X, it's Climate X, the letter X, changeraffle.org. They're raffling off a Model S or Model X, like I said. They actually pay the federal tax on the uh, federal income tax on the vehicle. You still have to pay state if you have state income tax where you live. Uh, but basically, if you win, you get $160,000 to go and buy yourself an S or an X. Uh, the second place is a Model 3 with $10,000. The third place is a Model 3 with $5,000. Early reservation spots in both the second and third place. And, um, yeah, go to Climate, the letter X, change, raffle.org. And I'll put that link in the show notes as well. Woo, woo, woo. Let's see. If you own, this is by Eric Loveday, Inside EVs. I always want to tell, say Lovejoy from The Simpsons. If you want a Tesla Model S60 um, locked battery, software locked battery, so it's really a 75 kilowatt hour battery, but they software locked it to 60, you can now unlock that 75 kilowatt hours for a generous uh, reduction in price. It used to be $10,000, now it's $2,000. That is an $8,000 price drop, and that is awesome. I wish I had either car. Um, Tesla is also reducing the Model S 75, $5,000, to $69,500, which is still outside my price range. But at least they're reducing some stuff. That's cool. Uh, this is Fred Lambert from Electric. Tesla has eight vehicle programs in the works. Let's talk about them. Model S, that's out, obviously. Model X, also out. Model 3 is in pre-production, soon to be out. No word on the Model Y, but maybe late 2018? The next-gen Roadster, no word on that other than it might be a convertible or it's going to be a convertible. 2019, the Tesla minibus, no word on that, maybe 2019. Although everybody says 2020 for all the the future electric vehicles, so Tesla might as well add that to 2020 list of vehicles coming out. The pickup truck sometime in 2020, and there's an announcement for the Tesla Semi in September 2018. Um, lots of hubbub about the Tesla Semi, and I decided not to really go into any of that stuff because it's mostly just speculation. So let's wait till the September event, and we'll we'll get into it deeper. 
there. This next one is from Jean at Teslarati. A commercial cleaning solvent, 55-gallon drum sounds like, spilled at the Gigafactory in Sparks, Nevada. Now, I mentioned this before. It uh, must be a Sparks address, so the Sparks post office must um, uh, service that the Gigafactory, but it's actually in Story County. Sparks is in Washoe County, because I know that because they used to live in Sparks. So hazmat teams from surrounding departments that did not include Sparks Fire Department or Reno Fire Department, and both, I'm pretty sure, have... I know Reno has a hazmat team. I'm pretty sure Sparks does. Um, those two departments, which I think would have been closer, didn't respond. It was a it was a Story County and some other departments, and including Carson City Fire Department. And I used to work for Carson City um, way back in the early 2000s. Carson City Fire Department, anyway. Um, nine factory workers were treated for nausea after being exposed to the chemical there was no threat to the public and no one else was harmed or injured so it sounds like it was just kind of like a, a drum fell off the dock and um, busted open and made people a little sick which you know it's kind of something that happens when you're dealing with um, harsh chemical solvents next one is inside evs Stephen love day not lovejoy Turns out that Lucid Motors won't be making their lower-cost car anytime soon. It looks like the um, high-end Lucid Air will hit the market in 2019, maybe, and an SUV in 2021. Now, this is the first I've heard of the SUV. The lower-cost Lucid will um, be sometime after the release of the SUV, if ever. So, yeah. That doesn't sound like great news for people who want an affordable Lucid Air. Lucid is trying to raise currently seventy-five, or excuse me, seven hundred million dollars for their plant in Casa Grande, Arizona. Now, this is two parts. This is actually two stories, but they're both by Stephen Loveday. So I'm just going to go to the second part here, which is them raising money. Um, the first half of 2017 is was their time frame, but that is narrowing. Um, to this point, they're looking to get $240 million so they can start production, or excuse me, start construction on that new plant. But they won't start until they have the $240 million because they won't be able to finish the plant. And really, what's the point after that? Company CTO Peter Rawlinson, who used to work for Tesla, said it would be irresponsible to break ground. This is me kind of paraphrasing him until they have the money to finish the project. Um, and again, I made this reference earlier, but basically Faraday Future is just moving dirt from one end of the property to the other. So Lucid Air doesn't want to do that, and that makes sense. Uh, good news is the permits have been purchased and approved and filed. So, which I guess, I don't know why that was in the, if they're approved, then they have been filed. Uh, now that's just a waiting game for them to get their Series D funding. For the full, full articles, check out the show notes. Tesserati J. Taylor um, Lucid Motors released a video showing how they reimagined space inside and outside the car. It's a video. It's very Apple-like. It's 2 minutes and 40 seconds. There's a link in the show notes. I highly encourage you to check it out because um, it is actually kind of cool. And then finally, the Teslarati Kyle. Um, there's some talk of strike uh, right before... Their workers striking right before the Model 3. Uh, the article is long, and um, first, uh, 
to be 100% honest, I think everybody knows this that's listened to this podcast. I'm union. Um, I'm a firefighter. I belong to the International Association of Firefighters and the Professional Firefighters of Arizona and my local. And I am a proud union member. I think uh, I think that Tesla there are there are employees coming out and saying that there are some unsafe working conditions and they're being told to work very long hours. That's not even I don't even know. That's not even fine if you're a programmer and you're crunching. But if you are an employee and you're supposed to build cars to a quality level and then release them, you shouldn't be tired. You shouldn't be unsafe. Uh, you shouldn't feel like you're working in a hostile work environment. And then also you should feel like you have a say as to what's going on. Uh, I can tell you uh, from firsthand experience when I've worked for companies that were not open to suggestions, and I'm not saying Tesla is this company, but I worked for companies that were not open to suggestions, and they made, uh, uh, let's see, they made rules or decisions based on what their algorithms say and did not take into consideration what reality is on the floor, whether that was at a call center or at a manufacturing plant. I used to work for Micron. I'm not saying any of these companies are are doing that, but this is, there are plenty of examples out there, and I'm, think, I'm sure all of you can think of an example of where you felt like the upper management just wasn't getting it. Now, I'm going to tell you, like, if Elon Musk is coming to tour the Fremont factory, I guarantee you every single manager and supervisor in that place is cleaning the Fremont factory up to make it presentable. And the reason why I can tell you that is because I have been in uh, corporate uh, workplaces where shorts and t-shirt were the norm and then all of a sudden some big wigs coming down and everybody has to wear a collar a tie uh, pants you know um, all the little things that you have on your on your desk that aren't corporate approved have to come down it is a very um, sad representation like the big wigs they get to see a small piece of what is actually really happening so my encourage I would encourage Elon and the rest of the executives at Tesla to sit down and be open to talking to their employees. Whether they decide to unionize or not, I would make that step to um, uh, have a more direct line of communication. Again, I have no inside information, and maybe this already exists. For the employees, uh, I am on your side 100%. I don't know that I would bite the hand that feeds you at this point because you might be out of a job. Like this is going to take some very um, uh, smart positioning on the employee's part as well as Tesla's to make sure that they can come and meet together because there is value. There employees' opinions and employees' what they're seeing, there is value. And I, I can't tell you I've never been to the Fremont factory and I don't know any of the any employees that work for Tesla – I don't know anyone that works for Tesla or has worked for Tesla for that matter. So I can't tell you what the inside of that factory is doing. But what I can say is when the two parties, labor and management, sit down and they talk, whether it's uh, a labor backed by union or a labor just uh, organizing themselves, um, which I guess is form of a union. So basically, whether it's backed by UAW or locally, the management of Tesla should sit down with those employees and have an open dialogue. I don't know if that happens or not. It sounds like 
uh, based on some employees and some um, some things that people have said and, and things that I've read doesn't make them true. It sounds like the employees want to work in a safe environment. They want to have good pay and they want to make sure they're not overworked. So they're making decisions, poor decisions. So they're not making poor decisions. So having said all that, I'm going to drop it because I know that some people don't like unions and I know that some people um, think this kind of stuff is boring, but, um, you know, I'll leave it with this. No management, let's see, let me collect my thoughts. Management for any company should not discount the employees. There are way too many places out there that are like, oh, there's a hundred of you waiting to work here. So if you don't want to work here, see you later. We'll use you when you're burned out, you'll leave and we'll just get somebody else and we'll burn them out. I don't think Tesla's that kind of company, but you for sure don't want to be projecting that image as a company. And it's starting to get that way. It started Tesla's image is starting, at least from what I read, is starting to twist a little bit. Yes, they're a great company. Yes, they're doing awesome things, but are they taking care of their employees? And really nobody knows that uh, on the outside for sure. Um, only the people on the inside know. So yeah, that's it. So let's talk about my pick, okay? I'm really excited about this. It is Turo, T-U-R-O. And what this is, is it allows you to rent private vehicles. So you can rent uh, a Camaro, you can rent a Kia, whatever. I, today, rented a Model S, 2013 Model S white. It's beautiful. The inside is leather. It is such a gorgeous car. So here's how it worked. Um, I had to go and set up an account. I picked the car, obviously a Tesla. I had to tell the owner a little about myself and my fault. I didn't, I basically just put in like, hey, I'm looking forward to renting your car. And he's like, well, why don't you tell me a little about yourself? Because basically you're taking my $50,000 car out and, and taking it somewhere. So why don't, I need to feel comfortable. So once I kind of told him who I was and blah, 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 I didn't say, like, oh, I'm the kilowatt guy. But once I kind of explained who I was and why I was going to use the car, he was very cool. And uh, his, oh, I, I said I wouldn't say his name. He is a very cool guy, and I really appreciate him letting me use his car. Um, so we agreed on a time and a place to pick up the car. Uh, I paid extra for insurance. It was like 30 bucks. The total price of the rental was $197 with all the fees and taxes and stuff inclu uh, included in that price. Uh, which is really expensive, and it's not something I would do all the time, but I wanted to be able to sit down and uh, see what the car was like and how it drove, and, and instead of just talking um, about it, I wanted to be able to experience it. So my wife was like, yeah, go ahead. And I was like, cool, that's awesome, thank you. Um, the handoff from, I met the gentleman at a Safeway parking lot, the handoff actually went pretty smooth. He explained how the car works. He was super nice, and his wife was super nice. Met the family, had my kids there. And then I'll talk about the car and the experience of the car next week. But that's it. Uh, let's see here. Bodie at 918digital.com. If you want to email me, 918digital at tw on Twitter, 918-401-0071. If you want to leave a number, your number, um, let's see here, leave a review. Check out my iOS stickers. Everything's in the show notes, and the show's going to end right now. Let's see. Is it ending? Oh, yeah, you can hear it. Hey, everybody, thank you very much for listening to Kilowatt, and I will talk to you next week.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.